0: time to get Chiseled
1: with Rob Commodari.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Chiseled. Why do we call it Chiseled? Because we're all work in progress. My name's Rob Commodari. I'm the author of Better You Think, and I have a guest here today, Heather Roxburgh out of Salt Lake City, Utah. How are you doing today, Heather?
1: I'm doing so good, Rob, and before you even get going, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on. It's an honor to be on the podcast with you so well, thank,
0: you. thank you thank you it's an honor to have you so like i'm sitting here and i'm looking at heather on the on the on the visual here and in my screen i got a poster my, my book behind me but two there's two posters side by side of it and one says grit and one says grind and if there's one person i know that's got grit and it's grinded it out it's heather Roxburgh. she's so awesome she's a powerhouse realtor she's a mother of three she's a grandmother of three she's got a team of how many do you have on your team now heather There are eight of us. Eight. And she is a rock star. She's won so many awards. But what we want to get into, it it hasn't always been Sunshine and Roses, has it, Heather?
1: Nope, unfortunately not. But I don't think I would be here today had I not gone through a few challenges in my life that chiseled me for sure. So There
0: you go. Well, if you don't mind, I mean, we don't need to get into dirt and grime and all that because we don't want people to focus on the negative, but we want to know that, Hey, you know, there were some tough times for Heather and you were going to share a little bit of where you started and then we'll go about where you are and, and who was involved in all that.
1: All right. So, um, I'm from Salt Lake city, Utah, and I actually grew up down in the Southern part of our state, which in a little town called hurricane, we had, um, probably just a couple thousand people when I was growing up at the most. Um, You know, I was raised in a pretty good family, but when I was about 14 years old, my parents ended up uh, uh, separating and they went through a really nasty divorce. And around that time I sort of lost myself, got involved in a bad group of kids and uh, started drinking and doing a lot of drugs and getting in trouble. And I ended up, um, Getting addicted to meth, methamphetamines. And so um, that took me down a pretty bad path in my life for many, many years. Um, In the course of my drug abuse, my drug years, I had two little girls, um, uh, did not bring them up, obviously did not have them in a very good environment. So I found myself at 19 with two babies and their dad was in prison for uh, selling, selling meth and uh, he had been arrested multiple times and I was living in this little house. My mom had to move from Salt Lake City and go back down to Hurricane with uh, my siblings. And we lived in this little teeny house and she had to come down there to help me take care of my babies because I wasn't wasn't making wise decisions still at that point in time. Um, and I just found myself in this place just realizing that I had just brought two little girls into the world and um they were innocent little children that had they had no say in what i had just done and and i realized in that moment that i needed to do something to to get out of the situation that i was in so that um i could you know hopefully give my girls a better life and so at that point when i was 19 uh, my mom had a house in salt lake so i decided to pack up my kids and drove up to salt lake where i'd never i'd never lived in the snow so i had to learn to drive in the snow and just go into a big city. You know, I was used to a small town by myself. I didn't know anyone there, and try and start over. Um, while I was there, and I was um, going through that process, I was still using meth and just trying to get myself clean. So, I kind of set this goal that I would um, be off meth within about my my girl's dad was getting out of prison. My boyfriend, um, I had nine months to do it. So, I set a goal that when I picked him up from prison, I would be sober. So. I basically spent that nine months just weaning myself off meth day by day, trying to get my life back on track and, um, you know, be a good mom to my little girls and just get some foundation and some footing so that when their dad got out of prison and we tried to start our life together, that um, we had a chance to make it work. So. Um, so that's kind of my story of, uh, a lot of years of making again, bad decisions. I ended up getting arrested, going to jail, having to go through the court process myself. And, um, so I was, I kind of started everything out backwards in my life is what I always say, like six feet under, I had to climb out of a really deep hole. So, um, and then just to progress from there. So that's kind of my story in a nutshell.
0: And thank you for sharing that. And thank you for being transparent. It's just a little side note. And, I, and I'll say it jokingly now because of where you are, but they always say start with the end in mind. <laughs> we yeah. Start six feet. I mean, the end in mind is six feet under, right? Yeah. So anyway, so that, that thought just crossed my mind when I, when you said that. But, uh, you know, so it was, it's been a climb. And when I think of Heather, when we talk and I know her over the years because we're in a real estate community together, she's driven. And she is driven, and she is great at what she does. But in those times, they were—I imagine—it was pretty dark. Mm -hmm. Were were there moments when you're like, "I feel helpless," or when you're—were there more helpless moments or more hopeful moments?
1: Um, More helpless moments. Many, many more helpless moments, especially as as I started to um, when I had my first child. So my girls were only 13 months apart, but I had my first baby, and as soon as I had her. I don't know what it was, but it I it, it actually, uh, it I was worse off than when I started out, you know, before I ended up having her. So I got even more strung out and I was in a lot, I was in a lot worse shape in that point. And there were just times in my life where I, I didn't even have the resources to feed my own baby, you know? So, you know, through that whole process and just even getting clean, um, getting pregnant with my second baby and realizing like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm doing this again. And what have I done? Um, and then getting to the point where I realized I need to, you know, clean up my life and give these little girls a life. There were so many monumental things that happened throughout, um, those couple of years that really shaped me as a person today. And, you know, when I look back on all of those situations, I, I wouldn't change any people ask me all the time when they hear my story, I bet you have so many regrets. I bet you would change your life if you could. And I just say, absolutely not, because it really was the shaping and the making of me. Um, I don't know if I would be as driven uh, today had I not gone through those things, because I mean, it took it took I got clean from meth and didn't go to rehab. I had to do it myself and I had to do it while I was being a mom um, and trying to take care of my children. And I didn't have money and I had no resources. All I had was family support um, to lean on and obviously, you know, God to lean on and to to know that I'm I started out as a really good person. I know I can end up as one again. (laughs) I'm going to stay here forever. Um, But, you know, it just, I think life comes down to choices, right? Like, and then it also, I had to make a choice and then I had to decide. And once I decide, like a decision gets made to this day, it's done. Like, I'm a train and I'm gonna
0: go for it. So. <laughs> you know, you, you, you're driving like a freight train, right? But so what was, was there a moment or do you recall if there was a moment when you said I need to decide? And what yes. was that moment?
1: The moment, my moment was when my second baby was two weeks old and I was rocking her in the rocking chair, and I had a toddler that was one years old and she was just running around the house being a terror. And my sister, um, I unfortunately got her on drugs right along with me. So, um, my sister was there and I was sitting there looking outside of the window and all of my friends were outside with my sister and her boyfriend and congregating out there. And I just had this moment and I looked down at my baby and I looked at my friends outside the window and I, that was my moment of, oh shit, what have I done?
0: Sorry. But, But
1: it was the moment where I realized like, I just, I just, i ruined my life like how did i get from where i was to where i am today what happened so all these years just sort of flashed before my eyes and i just it was it was the most the strangest epiphany just looking at my situation and i think it was the first time i faced it where i realized like this is my life and i just did this and now i have these two little girls and they don't deserve this and this isn't fair and i need to do something about it And then I looked outside at my friends and my sister and I realized that if I didn't get away from all of this in my environment and all of these people that I, I don't think I would be strong enough to ever get out of it. And so that's, that was my decision. I, within a week, I was, my kids were in the car and I was gone. So that was when that, that was the decide moment. That was the choose moment. And that was the clarity moment that I needed where I think I was just so foggy with everything. And, you know, when you're, when you're an addict, you're just trying to survive your day. Right. Versus Uh actually looking at what's like the, the the decisions that I had made and now this is the outcome. And I didn't even, I don't even know. It's, it sounds really stupid, but here I have these two babies and obviously I went through two pregnancies, but it took me to sit in that moment to realize that I'm 19 years old and I have two choices. I have two paths right now. Yeah. Stay down the path I'm on or I can, I can, do the really hard thing and the really painful thing and I can get in the car and go and I can figure it out as I go just as I had been figuring it out right so that was my moment
0: that is so powerful and you use the word epiphany when I hear people say epiphany in my interpretation of that it's like the Holy Spirit descended yeah. upon me and gave me this epiphany
1: yeah. and and I'm like
0: so you had that epiphany in that moment did you feel it was God or the Holy Spirit knocking knocking on your door yeah. saying let's I- go
1: Then because, because it just, it was probably the, the, the clearest I had been in years and years. And, you know, my brain just said, I I don't even know how to describe it. So yes, absolutely. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, a lot of times I say when the Holy Spirit's working on you, you don't know how to describe it. Yeah. I've heard that. I've heard that said over and over. You used three other words. You said decide date, choose date. And clarity date, all the, those, you, decide, choose and clarity. I mean, it was a powerful, very powerful words because you had to decide, that choose, you're going to move forward. And you had that clarity. And I think you know, we, we think about clarity when we have clarity and we say, OK, now we're moving in a certain direction. We have a decision we made. I chose to do it. And now I'm going in that direction. And that's where you got driven. And uh, I don't want to say obsessed, but committed. Maybe committed was the word. Yeah.
1: Committed is a really good word. It's funny because, you know, we we coach with the same coaching company. We're very like minded. Um, and I was setting goals back when I didn't know what a goal was. Right. And so like I created a plan, I set a goal, I got super committed and I didn't realize probably how competitive I was until that moment. Cause I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to not hit my goal. Right. Uh-huh. Um, not even knowing I was hit, trying to achieve a goal. So uh-huh. I look back on that now and it's, it's interesting because in my career today and in my life and in the challenges I go through. Um, it's like, if I always say, never forget where you came from. Right. So if I remember going through something really hard, I just have to think back to that time and, and remember how strong I really am. And it really gets me through a lot of tough situations. So again, making me grateful that I went through all of that.
0: And and I know the person you are, how grateful you are and how committed you are to everything you do. I mean, there's like three words that I wrote down here that I want, I want to elaborate on a little bit. and, and, we we, before we talked about hopeless and hopeful. So it was hopeless at one time. You felt more hopeless before you made the decision. You had that epiphany and now you got clarity. When did it become hopeful?
1: Oh gosh. The day I was clean.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: (laughs) All the way there. (laughs) I can't even say like through the whole process because it was just a daily, it was a grind. And then my sister who is my very best friend to this day, (laughs) I, I, I couldn't even have done my life without her at that time because uh, unfortunately, you know, she kind of took the same path as me for a minute, but she was also my saving grace because had she not been there in my life during that time, I don't know what would have happened to my first child <laughs> because mm-hmm. before, you know, she ended up, um, you know, getting on drugs with me. She was very helpful with my baby, you know, so, but she ended up coming up to Salt Lake with me and we kind of did it together um, towards the end um, when I was, you know, almost sober, but it was just, it was tough, you know? Um, and I would say the day that I, it was probably about a week before the date I had a date and I can't even remember it was October something. Um, and I was just woke up one day and I'm like, I'm clean. I'm done. I did it. And it was, that was probably the beginning of my hope. You know, I should have had probably more hopeful moments throughout, but it was hard. So, no, So
0: Come on. I, I, no one knows better right. than you. You're the one that was in that spot. You're the one that went through this. There's no measuring stick to that yeah. at all. It was, and,
1: a battle. it was a battleground every day. It's a battle when you have to choose, like, because I was still using drugs. I was just using less and less every day. And that's a battle. Yeah. You know? Because when you are using drugs, you want to use them all the time, you know, so I had to have a lot of self control. So, you know, it was just, it was hard. It's I mean, the hardest thing I've ever done in my life.
0: Well, that's the, the part about the grind and the grit, right? Yeah. You had to have grit to get through and you definitely grinded through it as well. So another thing you said, you're real competitive. What makes you competitive? What makes you so competitive and driven?
1: Everybody told me I couldn't do it. And so I had to just from early on, had to prove everybody wrong. And as I, and as I started my life out, as a sober person um, off of drugs, and I got into my first jobs, I still had people, my bosses telling me, you know, you can't leave this job because you'll never have anything better. You'll never have anything better. And I and I always could hear those, the words of my, the, my teachers in school that said, Heather will never amount to anything. Heather will never be able to get clean. I was in a small town, so everyone knew my whole family. So, you know, you hear it runs through, it runs through, my family, the circle of everyone that we're around. So I think that was where my drive and my competitiveness came because I was going to prove everybody wrong. And I have continued to do that my whole life. Sometimes I wish I would stop doing that, but
0: well, it's, it's part <laughs> of who you are.
1: It's, it's kind of fun.
0: <laughs> it, it's part of who you are. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think that's part of the sparkle that everybody sees too. I mean, that's, that's me talking up, yeah. talking you up, but I mean, I think that's the sparkle. You got this bright smile. You got this, I mean, a massive amount of energy and people know you're driven. It's like, tell her, tell Heather Roxburgh, she's not going to do something. You're in for, you're in for a battle, right? Yes, <laughs> you are actually. So, so the other thing you said that really melted my heart is you said, I have no regrets. And if I had to do it all over again, I would do it all over again. I, I was like, in my mind, I didn't want to ask you that. I was hoping you'd say it and you said it. And I, and I think that's, people on the outside might be thinking, what is she crazy? How would she say she would do that all over again? And I think you said it already. It's made you who you are. Mm-hmm. And we yep. talk about being chiseled. So the, you, you can look at chiseled one of two ways chiseled. You're knocking the blocks off and, and that, you know, and, and then what develops or what comes is what it is. Or then it's another, it's an evolution as well. Yeah. And, and this beautiful woman, this beautiful person is evolving from this, this block of marble into who she's become. And, she wouldn't have became who she was or is if she wouldn't have gone through what you went through.
1: Yeah. And you know, one thing that I think is important to put up to even bring up is, um, and we talked about this a little bit before, but I've never had a victim mentality. And so I take full responsibility for every choice I made. You know, I could blame my parents. I could blame my dad. I could blame so many people for me going and getting on drugs and me making the bad decisions that I, that I did. But I I take full responsibility for that. And I think through that, because I see that, I mean, your greatest blessings can come through your biggest struggles in life. And I choose to see the blessing rather than being the victim. And that's how I've chiseled myself, because let's be honest, like if you want to talk about a sculpture, right? Like if I chose to be the victim, there's no chiseling going on whatsoever. There's none because I'm stuck in this, this place of pittiness. And I've never, I've never taken that, that path in my mind. And I think it's really, um, as I've gone through my life and been, I mean, I continue to go through hard things every year, I have three grown up kids. So it's the hardest thing. It's harder than when they're teenagers, I'm telling you. But, you know, as I continue to go through, go through things through my life, I have to, I always remember that I've got to look at the blessing in the struggle because there always is when if you choose to see one there always is you just have to choose it's a choice
0: and there's a couple of things here again you keep bringing things up you're stirring these questions up in my mind here so let me go back to the responsibility piece first what does it mean to say i take full responsibility of this people out there might they might be question what is what does that mean
1: yeah well i mean so my uh, When I ended up getting, I'll I'll use the getting on drugs as an example. So when I ended up um, getting on drugs, I had, my dad was, he was not, he was, he was pretty mean, Um, and he was really, really hard on me. So, you know, my dad would say, I got to the point with him where he would basically say, Heather, if you do this again, then this is going to happen. And I got to the point where I said, oh, really? Well, I'm going to do that just to spite you, just to spite you, just to spite you, Right. And I did, I really did, just despite my dad, a lot of the things that I did, but my choices aren't his fault. I could have chose to do different things. I could have chose to listen to him. I didn't. Right. And so taking full responsibility just means me saying that that everything that I that's transpired in my life, even to the point of ending up where I ended up was all a choice was all my, my fault, right? Like it was my responsibility. My daughters that I had, my mother could have taken care of them, but they were mine. They were my responsibility. I wouldn't even let people pay for them. I wouldn't let, they were mine. I had to go get a job. I had to work. I had to take care of my own children. They're not anybody else's responsibility. I created these two little girls, right? And so why should I expect anyone else to have to step in to deal with the mess that I made? So that's where I think of you know being responsible for your actions you know in every way shape and form and taking accountability for it because so many people want to blame somebody else and point the finger at some someone else and we see that i think more and more these days there's a lot of entitlement out there in the world and and nobody wants to take responsibility and everyone should get what they want but that's you know i always tell my girls like you know my daughter always says mom life is hard and i'm like yeah i've told you that your whole life are you are you finally understanding life is hard
0: it's yeah hard. Well, and thank you for sharing that. I think that brings, it was beautifully said, by the way. And thank you. It brings some clarity to some other people's minds. You might not understand what taking responsibility is. And you took the words out of my mouth about the entitlement, because we live in a world and a society where people start to feel, or maybe they already, I shouldn't even start, say start, they probably already feel entitled. And, and that, that's that got to change too. And, and when people hear somebody like yourself taking responsibility for what you're taking responsibility for, that's inspiring. That's motivating. You know, and that's encouraging to others. Say, so, you know, I need to take responsibility. Where I am because of the choices I made. I heard it from God, was it a book I, I read or something? I heard it. You are where you are because of the choices you've made. Yep. And that's uh-huh. a profound statement. Yep. So Heather, you, you talked about the blessings, right? So you have been blessed. And I'm so blessed. I'm truly blessed. <laughs> you, yeah, keep so you've been blessed, and you are blessing others by yes. sharing your story, by being who you who you become. So in hindsight, you've seen the blessings, correct? Yes. So are you in a spot now going forward before something happens? Can you see blessings on the horizon?
1: I can, because especially if I know I'm going to go into something hard, I have to, I have to see the light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. Right. And I think I think one thing that I've always said, because um, I've had some interesting prior to being in real estate, I worked in a police department and I worked with victims of violent crime. And I loved that career because I had I could really relate to these people I w- I, that I was working with. I mean, a lot of people were um, on drugs. I dealt with a lot of drug overdoses, domestic violence, and I could really help these people. And so I go through things in my life and I say, I believe that I've gone through these experiences so that I can help other people, because it really helps me be able to relate and get on their level and I can get on all kinds of levels, high and low. And and I like that. And I also like the the fact that um, it, it really brings some, I guess, even with my own self, like some authenticity to who I am, to other people um, and And I will say this, um, as I've gone through everything I've been through, so many people have been there and supported me, my family. I couldn't, couldn't have gotten out of my situation without the family support that I had that really, truly, like, I don't know how they did it, you know, because I was pretty awful. (laughs) But, but what I look at is, and I had mentioned this to you before, but I always say, never forget where you came from. And I will never, ever, ever forget where I came from. So in my life today i have a lot more means than i had back then and i love to bless other people in every way that i can and maybe it's just knowledge sometimes it's financially sometimes it's through support in any way that i can bless them because i think i owe it i owe it to other people uh i couldn't i couldn't have gotten out of my situation without the blessings i've had so and the people that were there to get me through them and they continue to do it right our network
0: Oh, we're, we're, a, we're a, I mean, a big network of realtors throughout the country. And you, know, as you continue to share your story with the, that network and others outside the network, you're going to continue to inspire so many people. Heather, I was just thinking about the, the first time we were in a same environment when we spoke on stage, you know, oh, yeah. at the, it was in Utah for, um, not Utah, it was, so we were uh, in Omaha, Omaha, <laughs> Omaha. It began with a vowel. That's all I remember. <laughs> So we were in Omaha and we were speaking at, th- at this uh, event and I remember talking beforehand and you were so nervous. And so I remember how never, like, I, I can't, I'm doing this. I'm so nervous. I'm going to get this right. I'm going you know, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, you went out there and you lit it up. You lit it up. You, I'm looking at you right now. You got this bright smile that just comes through the screen and you lit it up and you inspired. I don't know, about 150, 200 people there that day. I don't remember exactly. Uh, and it, But it only takes one person at a time. Yeah. To, to bless. And, that, and it's like that ripple effect that we have. And we have it in our community. And we have it outside our community. So we have it in the Buffini Network community of realtors. And then you have it in your business where you just, you, you have eight people that work for you. You have, I'm sure thousands of clients in, in the past. And Heather Roxburgh just continues to bless people as she continues to get chiseled, as she continues to grind it out, as she continues to show her grit. And it's just so awesome to see somebody like yourself do that. So So going forward here, where, where do you what's in the future for Heather?
1: Oh, that's a really good question.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Well, you know, I just built my own office building, so I need to fill it up with lots of great agents that I can mentor and train and coach. Um that's something I'm super passionate about. And so really focused on my clients and blessing others. Um I think we have a really unique, I mean, we're realtors. So if other people are listening to this that aren't realtors, we have a very unique um, role in people's lives, right? Of being able to bless them and just loving on them. And that's what I love to do. I mean, I love, I love having the close connections with people. We don't have that so much anymore. Now that we have, there's just, everything's online and it's the technology and social media and, and I like that one-on-one face-to-face connection that I can get with when I'm working with clients and even just, you know, growing and mentoring and bringing people up um, underneath me. So in the immediate future, that's my path is just keep lessened my team members and bringing more people on. So
0: so here, here's somebody that years ago didn't, didn't have a pot to piss in for lack of a better word, yeah. right? <laughs> and, and now she just bought her own office. Yes. I mean, that's a journey, right? It's, journey. it's something something to be proud of, and I'm proud to be speaking to you right now. So, Heather, as we bring this to a close here in the next few minutes, obviously, we all know what the question's coming. You know it's coming. <laughs> so how how is Heather, in what way is Heather going to be chiseled going forward?
1: In what way am I going to be chiseled? Oh, my goodness. Honestly, Rob, like, every day I get chiseled just a little bit more in a, in a, in a, different way. I think life throws things at you. And again, it's all about how you choose to deal with them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I, I have kids, they chisel me, my team members chisel me, my, my friends like you challenge and chisel me. Um, and I, I wouldn't do life any other way. You know, it's, um, I was telling you earlier, if I'm not being chiseled, something's wrong. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. I would probably be really bored and I wouldn't know what to do because I have, maybe I'm an adrenaline junkie when it comes to that, because, you know, I'm a firefighter in my profile. So I kind of come my way. And if they don't, I go find them. So
0: <laughs> that's awesome. So how's, I guess, one of the last questions I have for you, we talked about the blessings, but you can see that God's hands been involved in your life, yeah. right?
1: God's hands have been involved in my life from the second I was born. Yes. I mean, I was raised You know, I was raised in actually the LDS church, the Mormon church and um, broke away from that. But God's always been in my life. I mean, I've been through I've been in so many places and situations and in so many situations I probably should not have survived from. So I always say I'm meant to be here because there's something I've meant to do. Maybe I've done it. Maybe I haven't yet. But um, I couldn't I wouldn't be here today if it weren't for God. I would probably be six feet under, honestly.
0: or that's in prison, because you're you're a work in progress, right? You <laughs> agree with that progress, we're all a work in progress, and, and so we you know we all have our. And I've said this before: we all have our flaws. We've all had our issues in the past, but we're awesome in the same breath. It makes us flossom. And and Heather, you're flossom. So I'm
1: awesome every day. Yes, I'm not. I am far from perfect. So
0: <laughs> that's great. Well, look, Heather, I am so honored to have had you on here, share your story to inspire others. Before we let you go, why don't you tell people how they can get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, to get a hold of me, um, probably my cell phone is the best way, which is 801-913-6454. Um, I have a website, theroxberggroup.com. I'm on Facebook, Heather Roxburg, Instagram, Heather Roxburg. Just look up my name. You'll find me.
0: That's right. And I failed to mention she's a rock star marketer too, by the way. She has some <laughs> awesome <laughs> pieces that she sends out. And the last thing I'll mention is every November, this is one of my favorites with you. Yeah. Every I know I'm, I just went off tangent here, but every November, Heather for the month of November, she sends out a little encouragement to everybody to, to write notes to their clients or or, or their uh, their clients, their relationships or whatever, and what kind of what to say and how to encourage or inspire and make their day. And she has one for every single day of the month, and it's all about gratitude. Correct?
1: It's all gratitude. So we call it Note November, and and I love every year we um we have we've have hundreds of people that sign up for it. So um, if anyone wants to be on Notevember for the end of this year, because we're in obviously January, an email to me. So my, my email is heather at theroxberggroup.com. But you can email me, I can add you to my database. If you're a realtor or a business owner and you want my marketing pieces, then send me your information. I'll add you on. But November is really fun. That's um, I'm kind of becoming known as the November person in our community too. I just went to a conference and that was that was the main thing everyone said is, oh, I love November. So I'm like, what can I do in July, <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: when that there's Christmas in scared. July, figure that one out, right? <laughs> exactly. That's right. Well, November and gratitude, and that's what it's about. I know, even though it's January right now that we're talking, it's, it'll be played a little later than that. But I'm grateful for you, Heather. I'm grateful that you came on here. I'm grateful you again. You shared your story. And until next time, everybody, let's go get chiseled. Take care, Heather. Thank you.
1: You just got chiseled with Rob Comagari. Be sure to like this podcast, share it with your friends, and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Also, you can find Rob's book on Amazon, Better Than He's